Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? Okay, okay, bye. bye. Enjoy your walk, hun. Okay. Scram. Ooh, that was a quick walk. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Marty's lonely. From historical dilemmas to relationship Girl, problems, no. Brain-busting moral choices. The Wait, hold on. Let me go back. She's oh. trying to play her intro straight from her phone. Put it closer. Each week, we ask a new ethical question, ranging from historical dilemmas to relationship problems to, to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be oh, confusing, but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep, deep, deep within inside yourself. Will you, Will you like, like what you see? see? No, not Johnny, Johnny Mays. Mark McConville. Hi. I forgot to write it down beforehand. I basically I would have had to plug my computer in and type it out. And I didn't want to mess it up again. <laughs> I know I know. you never know what to expect when you got Maria B over. This is a bit of a curveball. She is. I was just told that I broke their, their ice maker. Well, Maria likes crushed ice, so no one else here uses crushed ice. And she apparently that jammed, somehow jammed the ice maker. I have heard that the, the ice makers in home refrigerators do not like to crush the ice. I can, it's and hard. you're not going to get restaurant quality crushed ice from yeah, that. It's that's a different. Sure. You're going to get chipped ice, is what you're going to get to out of honest, a fridge. To be honest, I don't have like a, a refrigerator that does that, and so when I come over here, I I see it as a privilege. And oh no, uh, what what's your ice situation at home? Trays in the freezer. Wow. So this, I just thought of this right now. Why aren't there ice little ice nugget trays? Oh, for like, like a crushed like ice, a, or like a coffee bean and tea leaf. That you know, the little pellet ice. I don't think you could have a tray for that. But if you had Why? a bag and like a big stick, you could take it out back and crush it yourself. You should well, definitely take it outside to do I it. I don't have yes. enough back. It's a fun project if anyone has children. That's something fun for a child to do on a Sunday afternoon. But I think a crushed ice container, freezer container might be something. I know they do the big block ice things that you can get. The, I love a sphere. A nice we have sphere. the spheres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll pay upwards fun. of $25 for a, a cocktail with a sphere in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no sphere, $8. Yeah, no sphere. Sphere ice, oh, 40 Sure, a, a cube. Spearing off ice. <laughs> a cube, I'll go up to 13 A cube, a, a large, large cube. A large cube. The large cube is great. Mm-hmm. I yeah I think people can get more playful with ice. I mean I get that we've got the sphere, we've got the cube. What about like a 
a mermaidite, like a thing shaped well, you, like a mermaid. They you know have what? that. You can, you know, a great little tip here is to add some fresh herb to your ice tray, and then you have gorgeous herb ice. But what, that's not like a mermaid shaped ice. But no. you could also, they do make ice molds for different shapes. I'm sure. I'm not sure how great the mermaid's going to turn out. I don't know it's how detailed like the mold will be. Sculpture, right? Well, it might look like a scorpion, right? Because just depending on how detailed I the mold is. What if you did little scorp? You got like five scorpions in your in five ice scorpions. Ew, ooh, you put those in a spicy marg. Yeah. Okay, well, we have Mark you... McConville here from Pistol Shrimps Radio, <laughs> Super Ego. What else do people know you from? What? Else? Uh, that's probably it. He's the podcast king, guys. That's wow. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Amanda loves to keep us on track. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure we introduced him so people aren't listening. I know his voice is very recognizable. Mm-hmm. People know the name, but maybe not everyone. Yeah, they, want to, they, they need to know whose views on ice that is. Well, I think with... You need. You just need to figure out your ice. What ice is good for you, and stick with it. Yeah, that's true. That's why I won't be drinking refreshments at your house anymore. <laughs> I'll bring my own ice. You rarely accept a refreshment. That's right. I don't. I don't trust it. No, she doesn't. She always comes with her own water bottle or her own iced coffee. I respect that. People like what they like, and they mm-hmm. you, you got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid you, though that you think my glassware is dirty. No, no, no. I don't think that at all. I, it's not I, a germ thing? I have a hard time drinking water out of a glass, to be honest. It's uh, it's not easy for me to reach for a water glass. It, it's There is nothing. When I see like my bottle of water, there's a little crackle that goes with it. Mm. You know, There's a little bit of effort that goes into twisting the top. It's just a little bit of an experience. It's a ritual. Where with a, just a cup of water, there is nothing that looks good about that to me at all. Mm. And if I'm thirsty, yeah, I'll take a sip here and there. But I don't look at it and go, I got to down this glass of water. And that has nothing to do with you. Mark, it has nothing to do with you. Okay. And it's just who I am. What about a fun reusable water bottle? You're afraid of the cleaning process. No, I just don't do. See, at our house, we use a lot of plastic water bottles because our dog really loves. This is a good dog toy. It's a great dog toy, and she li- it's like one of life's pleasures for her is when you're finished with your water bottle, you throw it, and she takes the cap off, and she spits the cap out. And, and then are they done that you can't, she can't reuse those for a sometimes, while? No, sometimes we do, or we'll put them in one of her toys or something like that, but we just, we have, you know, but it also makes me drink more water because she'll be sitting there looking at me, and I'll have to finish a bottle of water, which I wouldn't do otherwise. Oh, sure. So it's actually kind of helpful for me. Right, but d- not the environment, unfortunately. Um, well, I think it, it all gets recycled. Well, that's good. You recycle? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll come over. I'm going to come over and check. Check it out. You should reci- try and recycle all those. Yeah. No, I, I recycle No, I recycle all of them. Don't cut this out, girl. You need I'm, to be accountable. I, I recycle all of them. What are you talking about? She's shaking her head no, no as she's Amanda. saying that. Yes, she is. This I re- is chaotic. I recycle every single thing. We have multiple trash cans in she our She is kitchen. shaking her head what at me. What are you talking about? This is scary. Okay, let's switch gears to Mark's personal big one. Or, do, or is the ice dilemma your dilemma? Or no, do you, I do have one. Uh, um, real quick. Do what you got to do. Before you get do. into that. No, no, no. It's part of this. Someone sent it. Oh, my God. Someone sent in a letter about what we should be calling our personal... Sorry. Is it an audio letter? 
<laughs> oh, that should be fun. We should make a hotline where people leave us voice yeah. messages. So okay. Jeffrey on wrote, A-H-N. Dear big ones, I think it would make more sense if the guest's big one became the little big one, the big one stayed the same, and the listener big one became dear big ones. Okay, I think that's a great idea. Do you like that? So there's no personal big one anymore? No, because personal big one doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, let's be honest. But you think dear... So so right now we go, okay, it's Mark's little big one. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the big, big one. And then dear big ones is the third segment. Mark? I'm, I'm, I sign off on this. Okay. I think it's a great idea. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thanks, Jeff. I hope people call you that and I don't sound like an ass. Okay, Mark, go ahead. Let's hear that little big one. All right. So my little big one, I'm not sure that this is necessarily a moral quandary, but it's something that I think about where I used to work in... My first job was in a coffee house, and we had sort of free range to put on whatever music we wanted to put oh, on while we worked. Nice. Okay. But then when I moved to LA for a while, I was working at Starbucks, and we had uh, a, like a Starbucks issued tape player that would only it would only play specific tapes. It would it was like the tape speed was different because we brought a mix a, a buddy of mine brought a mixtape because oh, he's like I cannot listen to this music anymore. It was a lot the of same, Jones, huh? Yeah, it was during the like hear music era, so they were pumping out a lot of like here's Cheryl Crow's essentials, mm-hmm. and it's like it's <laughs> fine music, but if you have to listen to it every day on a loop, it it's like torture to me, and I don't know that other people are that sensitive to music, and but oh my god, I wanted to destroy that machine, mm-hmm. and. You and I, Amanda, one of our first things we ever did together was that Jurassic Park thing. Oh, years yeah. Ago. So Mark and I both, this, I met Mark before I even knew Matt Gorley. And oh. I, we worked together at Universal Studios playing improv roles and uh, doing atmosphere character work at the inside the actual theme park. And we played what was called Dino Chasers. We were supposed you were to be, a Dino Chaser. We were supposed to be Dino experts. But this, our iteration of it, I feel like, came when they were like, yeah, the ride's closed. We're changing out the water and like we're, we're rebuilding it. And we were working during the off season. So we basically just stood in front of the ride and told people the ride was closed. But then we but were like... But would you like to see this dinosaur egg? Yeah. And we had like sometimes had this ro- half robot animatronic dinosaur I would wheel around. And it, yeah. was, it was literally just we'd stand under an awning while it was raining and, and just, just chat with people. We yeah. were Walmart greeters in dinosaur costumes. Yeah. Or in like Jurassic park That's not vests how Amanda and stuff. used to tell me about it. Used to say you used to fly around the corner in a in, in a, a golf Jeep, cart. A little golf cart. Yeah, that was during the summer, the peak season. We had more resources. Had yeah. But we'd horn? still drive the golf cart. Occasionally, yeah. Yeah. But my so like that job, we I went from coffee shop where it was like, yeah, play music that maybe doesn't have swearing in it, but otherwise whatever you want. So we would listen to all kinds of shit. Then uh Starbucks, which was like the same four tapes over and over again, to that Jurassic Park job where it was just the Jurassic Park theme on a loop. But not even the whole theme. It was like the first 15 seconds of the theme and then it over would, and over. And it would be like, welcome to the dun, Jurassic dun, Park experience. You know, like the job had its pluses and minuses, sure. but a major minus for me was that music on a loop. I just go nuts. And like they use it. I've heard they use it for torture. No. Like they, prisoners, they will play the same sound and music over and over and over again as like psychological torture yes i've heard that actually and i think there's 
like I can't verify certain, that. There's certain torture it. songs that they'll use. Let me look it up. So, so I guess my moral quandary is like, Blunt. if you were working for someone and the music was under strict control, like, would you feel okay damaging the equipment so that you didn't have to hear it again? <laughs> like at a certain point at the Starbucks job, we were gonna try to wreck the tape player. And you'd have to do it covertly, though, to make sure they couldn't trace it back to you. I guess. But we just shouldn't live. We didn't live in that world. And now, especially with streaming music, it seems like you should never have to listen to the same song twice at a job. Now, I have a list here of songs used by the CIA to torture prisoners. Oh, my God. Can I rattle some of these off for you guys? Please. And they're not surprising. Okay. Meow Mix Jingle. Oh. Oh, my God. I used to play that all the time. My parents would go crazy. Let's hear a little sample. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> you had a, a, a wait. Di- that's no, Silent it, Night. Yeah, that's the no, 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 no. Maria's confused because Maria had a di- a disc oh, of Christmas. Christmas meow songs. Yeah, <laughs> this is the meow, 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 Jingle Cats. I'm talking about Jingle Cats. Yeah, that's the Christmas. Meow, meow, meow. And then there's We Are the Champions. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, Barney the dinosaur. Oh boy! How did that go? I love you. You love me. We're a happy family. With These a great boots are made for walking. Sure. Enter Sandman. Uh huh. Saturday Night Fever. And then it just says Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I agree. Oh. I one hundred percent agree with that. Um, and then it just says Tupac. Well, how do that? But how are they using it? Does I think they say? just when they put someone in a room with the lights on twenty four seven, you know, um, um, right. they just play blast music. Baby, one more time. Yeah, the real uh-huh. Slim Shady. Ooh, we will rock you, Sesame Street. Sounds like a mix that I that I made. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Christina Aguilera, Dirty. What's wrong with these songs? I well, guess, nothing's wrong with them yeah. uh, individually one time. But I mean, if you had to hear that five, ten, twenty, a hundred times in a row. Mm-hmm. You, I I personally can't shut that stuff out. I get driven crazy yeah. when the background music at a restaurant or out when I'm out in the world. And, you know, my wife and I will have the KCRW streaming music service on. Mm-hmm. And when they repeat songs, it drives me crazy. Interesting. See, I'm not that sensitive to that. I actually don't notice normally. And like the Jurassic Park music, I like it in a way. Oh, Even yeah. to that extent. Yeah, I, I do. I don't know why. There's something comforting to me about mm-hmm. it because it signifies... The passage of time. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> you mean literally the song is 30 seconds long? Yeah, so like, like it helps me keep track of where I'm at. Oh, I'm telling you on that Cheryl Crow tape, it was like, you know, she loved Eric Clapton and Squeeze. And like, so you'd hear, it was like, these are the songs that influenced me. And it was just like, I feel like this is James Taylor, Rockabye Sweet Baby James. Mm-hmm. James? Yeah. That song would come on and you'd be like, okay, it's been 45 minutes. Yeah. During a shift, I, I would be like, all right, there it is again. Like it would just come up and you'd be like, when is that song going to come on? Cause I, I want to go home. I just think if you're an employer, you have a moral obligation to mix up the music. You cannot expect people to work in a, in a, in a, in a single location where they can't get away from it and have For to an listen to shift. But I the will, same 12 songs. I, I get it. 
but you're talking about Starbucks, a place where people go to get a specific, like a very specific experience. It's not like they're going to just some coffee shop or whatever. People get the exact same drink they always get and they know it's the same every time and they want the experience to be always the same. They want to walk in and hear Nora Jones just draw like (laughs) drawing on about (laughs) with her raspy goodness and it's like just as a corporate that's their brand that's just their brand now do i think they could mix it up a little more sure but it would be the same kind of it would be the same music you couldn't get any new kinds of music in there i agree and i i do think though that they are ignoring the mental health of their employees and they're it's ripe for a lawsuit if you ask me but have you ever (laughs) walked into an abercrombie and fitch and wondered how people work there because the music is so loud and the 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 scent of their cologne is so strong yeah absolutely it's like you're i can't imagine spending eight hours or bath and body works any of those places or like forever 20 they blast the music or like a rock and roll club yeah oh sure it would be no i mean obviously like every job has hazards but, but this is like an avo- like I, I worked in a window factory to pay for college, uh-huh. and it's loud as hell, and you have to wear earplugs. And I, they, <laughs> but you can't avoid it. These machines are cutting right. wood, and like they're they're they they can't do it any quieter. Where it's like it's you could choose at Starbucks to say here is a five thousand song playlist yes. that and you will never hear. You'll never hear the same song twice for however a month. But you're okay with every song on that playlist being Nora Jones-esque? You're saying that that, because that's kind of what you have to... I just don't think it's too much effort to say to a a corporate entity, sit down, take a long weekend, take a retreat, Mm -hmm. go and figure out what music is acceptable, and then just make a giant list so that you're not making someone listen and to the same yeah i would be interested over, to over. learn if it were if the music was trickling down from corporate or if the gms of each particular starbucks had authority no way because they sell those cds at least they used at to. the time they had like a here music was their sort of is before streaming so that tells you how old i am well they had a cd store where it's like you could make a mixed cd in their store i remember going to those they it was like the it was sort of like right before the iPod broke. Yeah. It was like, oh, man, you have access to all this high quality music and you could make mixes there. And they thought that was going to be every Starbucks in the country was going to have like a music station. Right. Because you're right. Like they they really are like we tie a certain kind of music to this place and people do expect it. Yeah. Not only do they expect it, they wanted to buy it. That's why they tried to go into that music. They thing. wanted to sound like a like a party of five coffee shop. It's like you're it's like you're in 1993 Seattle. Always. And and but not in the cool part of Seattle in like where the the girls that wear long skirts go. <laughs> <laughs> not mini skirts with boots? No, not no, I'm talking about the 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 girl the girls that that don't talk much and and uh play acoustic guitars. Yes. That's where that's the Starbucks clientele. Yeah, I just I think music. I love music, and I think it's really powerful. And I think there is a dark side to that power mm-hmm. because you would never walk into uh, like a hot topic and hear no, I never would. Frank Sinatra. You would just never go in there anyway. <laughs> no, just kidding, you know, like I there's certain music that if it were playing in there, you it would turn your head. Now, I think I will say if you had broken the 
cassette player in a matter of minutes there'd be a new one there shipped in from seattle right there's no effective way to 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 bring change to the situation. You have to bring it to the Supreme Court. Hold on a minute, the though. The Supreme Court! I just got to an article on FastCompany.com. Meet the music nerds behind the tunes you hear at Starbucks. Mm. How old is this article? This is from last February. From CD compilations to Spotify playlists, Holly Hinton and David Legree have been overseeing music curation at Starbucks for 20 years. Oh, my God. We have to get to them. We have to. Oh, my God. They're the reason. Starbucks still employs in-house music curators, self-described music (gasps) nerds. And they hand-select songs. Mark, this is what you have to do. You have to get their job and change the system Mm -hmm. from the inside. <laughs> I look, I'm fine with it if it has expanded out, but at the time I worked there, we were limited to these tapes because I guess we had heard we taught we actually the guy I worked with and I talked to our manager like can we get more tapes? Can we get better tapes? We're just limited to these like this little box that only I think, you know, there was some jazz and we were like it puts us to sleep. Like all of the other music, the world music stuff was like this is fine, but we worked at early mornings and it was just like, I need something that's got a little pep to More it. More upbeat. Although, we should get to pick, like, I'm fine to choose from the menu of music, but at the time, that was limited to probably less than 100 songs. That's not okay. You need, but now they have all those streaming services with like algorithms that can match tone and beat and tempo, yeah. you know, so. And with Spotify and like, that's another, that's a different little big one right there. The what? Spotify thing. What's that? What? I don't, I personally, my, my weird moral hill to die on is like I don't use Spotify because I don't think musicians are being compensated properly, wow. and I I can't fault anybody for using it. I certainly used Napster when file sharing was going on. LimeWire like, girl over here. I use that too, but then eventually I went like, you know what? I'm friends with creators. I'm fr- I like, yeah. I am striving to create more stuff myself, and if if someone is just going to take what someone created and go, I'm going to profit off of it, and they're not, I just think it's a little. So yeah. like hearing that Spotify is also hand in hand in hand with Starbucks, I'm like, oh no, oh no. I think you're right about the do the five thousand song or playlist. fifty thousand. What? But what if they did a new one every month? And so they could give you know a five hundred song playlist once a month of all this on brand stuff that's for the Starbucks audience. And it's just, it sounds like, it sounds like these two people are just doing once a year, just being like, all right, here, take it. I think they need to, they should be testing these things in a lab, playing the music over and over and seeing, monitoring people's brainwaves to see Mm -hmm. what effect it's having. Well, and it's true, you know, you're never going to satisfy everybody because people like certain songs and don't like other songs and no one, you know, no one's ever going to agree on this is acceptable music. So that's another issue with it is like... Everybody could just decide, you know what? I don't like Cheryl Crow, so I'm going to I'm going to complain about that. Yeah. You can't I guess you can't win, but, but I just think you, you could be more sensitive. Maybe you could have a better match, a better match at a workplace that is more in alignment with yeah, your that's true. musical tastes. You know, maybe Starbucks wasn't for you, but maybe if you had been working Sam Goody. Yes, or a Foot Locker. <laughs> I don't know what kind of music they're playing at Foot Locker. Lot of Sierra. I will also admit too, I am hypersensitive to it. When right. I in a crowded restaurant where you can generally just hear the mm-hmm. din of the people talking, I'm the guy who's going like Oh, they're playing the Beatles or something. Yeah. You know, I can often hear it over everything else. 
Uh, well, I would love to hear from our listeners if anyone works at a workplace um, that has music playing, you know, or I, I wonder what your experiences are. Maybe we have a couple people who work at Starbucks and they can give us an update on the music sitch. Yeah. And maybe if anyone knows these two uh, uh, scoundrels, scoundrels, let me get their names. These again. two crooks. Yeah, these I, two ear crooks. I never want to complain without offering some sort of solution. And I don't really feel there's a good one. Like our Jurassic Park situation is just like, that's what we do. Like, no yeah. one is ever going to change it. That was part of the job. But you could have gotten away with wearing earplugs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and with the Starbucks thing, it's like, yeah, I guess the solution I'm offering is add more songs. But it sounds like maybe they're already there. Maybe, but I don't know. I mean, I got to do, honest to God, I feel the need to really look into Holly Hinton and David Legree. Are they a couple? Uh, they've been working together for 20 years. I, I don't hope see how they couldn't. Couple. Do they yeah. look like a couple? Uh, they don't. Here's the here's the kicker. We can't know what they look like. There's no picture. Wow. So this could even be a Starbucks kind of just a ploy to make <gasps> us think it's this heavily curated. These are you pen know. names for music. Yeah, but it's really just a guy in a suit, you know, being like, "Yeah, we curate music." It's those, and it's those two are Dread Pirates Roberts, <laughs> like just in name, like, "Oh yeah, that's who does our music." But in reality, it's a corporate entity. Yeah, it's yeah. not wow. real. They're we not need to real. get to the bottom of this. If anyone knows <laughs> these two people. Send them our way. We want to talk to them. We want to have a conversation. We need we, answers. We just want to talk, though. That's we'll all. Just talk. That's all we want to do is talk, and we just want to hear from the horse's mouth. Maybe Whoa. horses are programming the music. I wouldn't be surprised. It would just be the Mr. Ed theme song. <laughs> and songs about hay. <laughs> I want to make this torture mix, though. Oh. <laughs> Wait, my- as a mix, it's not that bad. Is the, like- who let the dogs out on there? It no, but it should be. I could think. What's your torture song, Mark? Uh, that's a good one. The the one you just said. Oh, who let the dogs who out? Who let the dogs out? Uh, I kind is- of don't want to say what my. I mean, Matt and I famously or semi famously, maybe not is. famously, have well, a disagreement on the Down Easter Alexa. I say Mambo Number Five. That's a tough one. That's bad. And they've been using that in a commercial recently, which is no good. Lou. Vega, Vega, or whatever, is in a commercial as the Mambo Number no. Five guy. And advertising isn't it a, yeah. Mambo? No, he's advertising. I think isn't it a financial commercial so, where it's like so. that song is about having sex with as many women as possible? Correct. Yeah. I feel like he's like diversify your portfolio. <laughs> like it's. Oh no! I think that's what it is. You I should think be I've arrested. What's yours, Amanda? I'd have to really think about it and get back to you guys in three to four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Check I in think with me. You are your uh, beautiful by James Blunt is one that I've never listened to all the way through because it's so horrible. I'm just me. like I guess like morality is kicking in for me at a certain point. I've I had heard some songs recently where I was like, oh, I never need to hear that again because I have a limited time on this planet and there's so much good music out there. Like yeah. this is a waste of my ear time at this point. I've already heard this song. I'm good. I don't need to hear it again. Oh, I know one too. One of those for me is Lightning Crashes. What's that? By Live. How does that go? Oh, it's just a little ballad from the 90s. Lightning crashes, an old mother cries. Oh, yeah, I know that song. I think I might like it. It's a pop, it's one of the only pop songs that has the word placenta in it. Wow. wow. But it's pretty, I, I loved it when it came out, and then I heard it recently, and I was like, I'm good. I don't need to hear that again. You know what's one of my least, least favorite songs is On the Boardwalk. I hate that song. 
<laughs> on the boardwalk. We'll be having some Yeah, fun. I agree. I don't love it. You, you've hit another one for me, like the Frankie Valley Jersey Boys genre overall is pretty rough for me. Really? The high-pitched falsetto man. See, I think his voice is just magnetic. I love it. I like that. I like that. I I overdid it on Blue Moon as a kid. Blue Moon. (laughs) You overdid it. (laughs) So now I don't need it. Yeah, you could. I think you do overdose on songs a little bit, and you're just like, like that. Lightning crashes. It's like it's a fine song. I don't think it's bad. I just more. I'm like. I know this thing inside and out, and I I don't need to hear it again. I did hear a song the other day on you know every once in a while my phone dies I have to listen to NPR and I you found have a, to <laughs> I found a song the other day that I just went gaga for um, it's called Sweet Sticky Thing and <laughs> find it and the version of it that I um, suggest is by the oh there's different versions there's a couple different versions versions connor oberst (laughs) is this an old song or a new song it's an old song it's let's see i gotta go to my music (laughs) (laughs) oh the ohio players sweet oh yeah the ohio i'll just play you guys a little they are not okay i'm gonna put it on in the the whole house are you hearing it? it is yeah Why are they whispering though? Because they don't want her to hear. <laughs> we'll just listen to a minute of it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wonder if the mics are picking it up. You sweet stick gave <laughs> Everybody now. You sweet sticky thing. Oh. So that's the kind of music wow. I like. We were all dancing. That was smooth as silk. That's the power of music. We were all smiling and laughing. It's awesome. I know. But every song can't be like that. That's no. it. Just can't be. No. Well, so let's maybe move you on. just can't. <laughs> okay, I think it's time for us to get to our. Big one. The big, big one. The big, big one. How big? It's this one's a pretty big. What is that glycerine? It's lightning crashes. <laughs> it takes forever to get into it. You're gonna. Should I read the big one over the song? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can't. <laughs> You're on the ferry home from work, minding your own business. When a crazy clown comes over the ferry intercom and explains that you and a boat full of prisoners, or if you're on the prisoner boat, a boat full of squares, have access to a detonator that controls the explosives on the other boat. The first boat to blow up the other one's detonator gets to live. If neither boat uses it, everyone dies in an hour. I'm holding and back again. again. I like this song, it's Mark. It's so earnest. <laughs> so this is um, from The Dark Knight. It sure is. Yeah, the pres- um, the Dark Knight Prisoner's Dilemma. Um, 
So just so I'm clear, there's two fairies. They both are rigged to detonate. <laughs> That's right, sir. Fairy one can blow up fairy two. Mm-hmm. Fairy two can blow up fairy one. Mm-hmm. Or nobody can blow up and then both blow up after an hour. In an hour. So you have an hour to figure it out. To deliberate, yeah. So I think what we should do first, um, well, first off the bat, let's say our initial answer. Do you... Are there prisoners on the one boat or is it just another ferry? There's prisoners. And why are they on the ferry? Uh, Prison transfer. Prison transfer, yeah. There's a better prison across the river. They were like at Sing Sing and then now they're going to be at... Uh, Rikers or something? This is actually a good question. Are the prisoners being released or are the prisoners going to prison? They're being I mean, released are these the, back into the ocean. <laughs> are these the worst of the worst going to a higher security place or are these old prisoners who have done their time? I think they're the worst of the worst. Uh, yeah, I, they're not being released. It does, that does sort of, it's fishy right off the bat because why are they on a boat like that? Well, I they're think being transferred. Should, yeah, they're being transferred. So we should just set up the scenario. These are nasties. They're nasties. So we're in New York. We're yeah. in Gotham City. Right, right, right. <laughs> is that not New York? <laughs> well, it's it is. not. It is and it isn't. Well, then what's Metropolis? It, is uh, that New York? No, none of them are. They're fictional cities. But Gotham is a version of New York. Sure. I think it's Chicago. <laughs> well. <laughs> so... uh my instinct is to not blow anybody up if I can help it. Yeah, and then risk everyone being blown up. But is the so I can't jump off the like if I try to no, jump. If gates, anyone, it's a gated if, fairy. An, <laughs> if anyone jumps off, the Joker is watching from the sky. Oh, is that the clown? The oh, the clown. <laughs> yeah, the clown. We can't use the name legally. We can't. Say the clowner Joker. is watching. So the clown. The clowner. I'm the clowner. And when you say Dark Knight, you mean like there's no moon. Yes, right. this the, is from the Dark Knight. The, uh, what, right. Yeah, this is takes place. There's a new the moon, so night. it's like there's barely any moonlight, and yeah, yeah, it's a dark night. Yeah, and the Joker can, I mean, the Clowner can w- see if anyone jumps off the boat, everyone explodes. Dancing in the moonlight is another song I never have to hear again. I would agree with just that. Just while we're talking, I could dance to that though at a wedding, <laughs> if I had to. Um. Okay. So I'm on the commuter ship, yeah. or I'm on the prisoner well, ship. I think what we should do is. Put ourselves in both situations, okay, and That's see good. how you we how we feel. So, should we do a little improv? Um, okay, so, so we're which on, one are we let's on? start with the commuters. We're on the commuters, okay. the normal right. people, the okay. squares. Oh, what's going on? Why are we stopped? I have a five a.m. meeting. I have to get to. Is that the voice of the clowner? <laughs> you. This is the voice of the clowner. You all will die within an hour if you don't. Yeah, blow- we know the rules of it. Okay. Oh, why do you sound like an eighty-year-old woman? <laughs> because I'm the clowner. Okay. Yeah, we're very aware of your criminal enterprises. Thank you. All right. We're all gonna die. We have to decide to blow up a boat of prisoners. I'm a powerful businesswoman. All right. I'm working. I'm working to develop a stem cell thing that could possibly cure cancer. Oh. What are these what are these prisoners giving back to society? We get it. We get it. You're rich. Look at all the credit cards you have hanging out of your hands. I'm in debt. All right. All right. Now, let me get this straight. My name's Cynthia, and I'm a well-to-do woman of... Well, you're copying me. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Cynthia, and I am a... Maybe you're a homeless teen. Sorry not to control it. <laughs> My name's Cynthia, and I'm, and I'm a homeless teen. 
Do you live on this boat? My name's Cynthia, and I've spent the last year and a half living on this boat. <laughs> now, I don't want to see my home blown up as much as any of you want to see this commuter ferry blown up. But I just have to take into account that there's a bunch of prisoners on the other boat, and we're well-to-do citizens of this here city. I agree. Well, allow me to speak. My name's Darren, and I'm a sweater merchant. <laughs> Are those your sweaters you're selling? Yes, they're available for purchase if we don't blow up. <laughs> but until then, I'd just like to say, those prisoners haven't blown us up yet. But it's only a matter of time. What with the murderers, the rapists. Now, also, hold on. Uh, um, I'm still Cynthia. Uh, now, hold on a minute. Now, they, they're they in jail for things that they've done that are wrong, but who's to say we're all saints on this boat? Why, many of us have done things that we have never been brought to court for, or things that, that eat us up inside daily. I took this wool from the sheep without asking. <laughs> see? I don't recycle my plastic water bottles. I'm Amanda! <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I have to say something. Oh. My son's on that boat. The other one. Your son's a prisoner? My son is falsely accused. Of what? Of murder. Oh. He didn't do it, though. Mm, but how do you know? He told me. Mm. Okay. But he was just in the wrong place at the mm -hmm. wrong time. Wouldn't you say anything, mm -hmm. though, to not go to prison? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're defending yourself? Yep. Not my boy. Who was murdered? His girlfriend? His girlfriend. Okay, so he <laughs> probably did it. I mean, that's just... She was strangled. It was, it was not him. It was a vagrant wandering through town. Oh, did she it, live on a boat? It wasn't. I swear. My name's Cindy, and I never strangle another woman, not for nothing. <laughs> okay, let's switch over to the prisoner boat now. Meanwhile, in the prisoner's boat. Why, I don't know. <laughs> My twin sister's on that boat. <laughs> Just kidding. So she's not on there. I think all the prisoners are, are they all men? Yeah. Let's blow up the boat. No, no, no. Hold on. Now hold on, Randy. Bruce, let's talk about this for a minute. They don't give a shit about us, so we ought to just blow them up and get it over with. We've been forgotten about. Society has thrown us to the sharks. Now, they haven't blown us up yet. But they want to. We've made our choices. We've lived our lives. Hold on a minute. Grandpa Warden? Ryan. Oh, <laughs> Grandpa Warden, Warden Ryan. <laughs> That's my name, Warden Ryan. Now, now we should just blow them up. Now, there's no, if we blow them up, then we could get off of this boat we're on here. And we could be free, all of us. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. I feel like we should blow them up so that we can go and be in prison for the rest of our lives. No, if we blow them up, everyone's going to be rushing to that boat. And, and then we can jump off this boat. Or hijack swim. this boat. Yeah, we could hijack the boat. What do you think about that, Din? <laughs> I think we do it. But but wait a minute. My sister's on that boat. How do you know that? She always takes the 4 a.m. Oh, ferry. Sure, sure, it's sure. 4 in the goddamn morning? <laughs> well, what are we going to do here, fellas? No one's getting to this detonator. You're going to have to come through me first. Oh, Big Lou. <laughs> big Lou. I sure am big. But I'm not a big meanie. I'm a big nicey. Now, scene. Okay. <laughs> So I'm just, okay, so, but on this, it just really is, I don't think, I think one bad egg would just go and push this detonator, right? 
I well, mean, I don't think there'd be much talk if like one person was. Kind well, of I a think hothead. everyone. I don't know. I think there uh, there might be a conversation. You might take a vote. I, I, the the moral question is: d- Do prisoners have less? value as human beings because they're they've done something bad than, right like than pull the bombs off the boat and just go with what would happen if this didn't happen the commuter ferry would show up in the dock and people would go about their business and go back to their houses and apartments and Contribute have their lives. To society. these prisoners would just go to their new cells in a prison where they would do their time and take resources, not contrib. I mean, they do can maybe they have jobs and stuff where they're contributing, but I mean, your license plates and such. Yeah, but morally, does that matter? I mean, the value of one human life compared to the other one. Does contribution to society and moral character matter? Well, it's hard because it's a group of people. If it was people on one ferry and then on the other ferry was like Ted Bundy, then it's like yeah blow him up he's a horrible human being but you can't but when you have an entire boat filled with people there are people in that boat that that probably are good people that probably are you know like you can't just generalize it i know that is what's hard so there's going to be some good prisoners some bad prisoners and on the boat of civilians there's there's good and bad people too that's right yeah, there's going to be one guy that like did a hit and run when he was like 19 and he's never, you know, lived it down. He never went to the cops, but he's on the civilian boat. Well, and you also have the inability to communicate, right? Like mm-hmm. these boats can't communicate right. to each other because, you know, maybe the prisoner boat would be like, I'd rather be dead than be in prison. I don't know how I've never been to prison. Hopefully I never have to go. Or the but prisoners- maybe it's so bad that they're just like, you know what? Blow up our boat. Yeah, or they might agree that they've, you know, are deserved to die more than the civilians who aren't in jail. I don't know. It's just hard as a it's uh, let me pose this to you, though. So if it's you, if let's um, whittle it down now to where it's you alone on a boat and then there's a murderer, a known murderer confessed everything on the other boat and it's the same situation do you blow up that boat do you or do you go hmm, no i'm gonna hell yeah i blow it up <laughs> i think i i think i blow it up too i'm not saying it would be easier that i wouldn't you know i'm a little lost the boat of full of prisoners has the worst prisoner on it is that what you're saying no i'm saying if we now it's just you alone on one boat and one horrible person on another boat well then it's probably a race to the detonator <laughs> you'd assume you'd right? assume because yeah. they're gonna why would they hesitate at all if yeah. they're already the worst murderer on the planet they'd be like what's one more well what if There's they don't new have, method what if they don't have the detonator it's either you blow that up or both of you or you or yours gets blown up so he doesn't even have a detonator it's all up to you oh see then that's that's harder I mean, well, I, then you're asking what you're really asking is, do you believe in capital punishment <laughs> and are you willing to execute capital? Pun- it's one thing to believe in capital punishment as a concept. It's another one to stick a lethal injection needle in someone's arm, physically like doing that. But that would even, you be willing but if you to had do a gun that? to your head? It's if you had a gun to your head. So and I don't believe in the other hand. I don't believe in capital punishment, but I have a strong will to live. So if there is someone saying either you're going to die or this murderer is going to die, 
I mean, but what if it wasn't a murderer? What if it was just like someone who was a homeless person? What if it was a Starbucks music manager? <laughs> then yes, definitely. No, I think that's that's a lot easier because it's like, you know, your life is no if it's listen, you don't know the the nuances of people's lives. Everyone's done bad, everyone's done good. But if it's someone who is as who is evil if someone is literally has done evil but i think that makes it too easy to say that person's evil i mean let's say that they got addicted to drugs in their 20s and they robbed a convenience store it went wrong and they killed the clerk because if if they're evil if they're a serial killer then yes you should kill them i mean you're doing society a favor but if it's someone where it's a little bit believe in capital punishment no, I don't believe in capital but punishment. But even in that, even in that case, where it's that kind of person, where no, it's evil. No, I don't. All right, I'm just. And I think there's a difference between someone. I think um, murder that trickles down from the state is really upsetting and bizarre. So I'm not into that. But it's one thing if like some murderer came over to my house and was like, "I just killed like a whole family." I would consider killing them myself. mm Hmm. Hmm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The clowner. The clowner has really oh, clowner. got us in a head spin. The clowner knows what it's to do. It's tough, too, because you just go like, well, I have an hour. Can I find, like, would you, is there an alternate method? I always like to take a problem and go, is there some other way I can approach it? So do you have the option to look and try to find the bomb and toss it? Right. Well, there. this is what I would think. It's kind of, oh, you know, another time we should do the Speed Dilemma. Speed is one of my favorite movies. Oh, would movies. you stop going? Would, really? I, I love the movie Speed. Speed is really underrated. It's, it's a really fun, fun movie. Oh, actually, that would be a great outdoor movie to do one time. You I love that You know who would be movie. a fun guest is Keanu. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. He just seems like the nicest guy. And I hear he is like the nicest guy. Like he like pays his stuntmen like crazy amounts of money. And like he's just he's really... I think is a really cool guy. Keanu, if you're listening, reach out. Yeah, holler at your girls. <laughs> but I want to ask you guys, are do you think all human lives are worth the same? Or do you think it depends on how you're living your life? Inherently. Uh, well, what do you mean by what's the same? What do you are worth the same? No. Wow. I mean, probably (laughs) not. They're probably not the same. But I don't fault anybody for being in the situation they're in. Because you never know, like you were saying about, like, what if they got addicted to drugs and did this thing because their mental state was wrong? I mean, we're going through that as a country right now. Mm -hmm. But it's like I can't. There's so many shades of gray within all of it. But I do think, you know. At least 50. (laughs) <laughs> well probably 100 because there's 50 shades more oh god got right it, got, it, got it but no like i there are obviously people who contribute an enormous amount to to the greater good and then there are people who just go to work and come home and don't do anything mm-hmm. and 
but I don't know that I would say that person that contributes a ton to the greater good is more valuable than the other person. But someone who maybe is taking away from I feel like I am more I admire that person more. I admire somebody who takes the time and energy they've been given and makes the tries to make the world a better place in their way. If, but there's if, just no definitive line in the sand of like yes, this is good. Like, this person is doing good, and this person isn't. So this person is worth more than that person. I think anyone who hurts or takes from someone else um, uh, knowingly, who knowingly uh, uh, lives their life and and pushes other people down and hurts other people in the process is is a less valuable life and is not... uh, is not... That's less valuable than someone that is using their life uh, to treat people well and and do good things. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me, but I, I kind of feel like inherently like a life is a life is a life. The and expendability so- of life is not a fun thing to try to parse out because yeah. you... It is also subjective. It also feels dangerous yes. in a way to try and even measure it. So I, I think... I don't really know if like, you know in the morality textbooks of this is covered, but it seems like the right thing to do is that like a life is a life is a life and it doesn't matter how it's being used. Like all life has the same inherent value. And now I will pose this question. What if it's you on one of the boats? It's just you on one. And then on the other one is a scientist or the president of the United States, not our current president, but one who's doing a lot of really good stuff. Um, not to get political. Oprah. Oh, it's I, Oprah. So I was going yeah, to bring good. up the same thing. It's like Oprah is on the boat. God, Oprah on that boat alone going, what's happening? Okay, so what would you do then? Do you think that she should press the button and you should die? Well, she seems to have a character where she wouldn't press the button. And so then I, would, I wouldn't feel the need to press the button on. I wouldn't feel she... So you're both going to go. I think we'd both go. You would trust Oprah? But why? So what a you. waste. If you're both going to go, what a waste. Wouldn't you just let Oprah continue inspiring people? And, and you also just... the newspapers would only cover Oprah's death and not mine. But also, how just devil's advocate, I don't want Oprah to die, but I do think, like, what hasn't she done yet? That's so true. So there's She's like had a, a good huge run. martyrdom thing here of just like, I've done everything I can do on this planet. But you you've but- killed Oprah. Oh, right, because Oprah's not making the choice. She's not... She could... Uh, yes, but you could deduce that Oprah would want me to push this button. No, but then you'd have to answer to everyone that you killed Oprah. I know you'd be... Or you sacrifice yourself for Oprah to live. Now, I have a, I have like a sort of like flavor of this argument, which is, you know, like we were talking about music earlier. It's like some people love a song and some people don't. It's like, what if you hate Oprah? Mm, not possible. No, it's totally. There's got to be people there's who are just one, like, oh, Oprah annoys me, and it, yeah, I, I would, I, oh, we would be so much better off without Oprah. Well, they're racist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just put that out there. But that person has to exist. Oh yeah, they're ra- all the racists. <laughs> and the so <laughs> then it stands to like again, we're just back where we came from, which is like, it's you against a murderer on who can push the button faster. Now we're playing Jeopardy. It's like, I got to hit the button before they can Oprah? even think about it. Well, now it's like, it's almost like a bluffing <laughs> thing, right? Of just, I'm going to, you know, in poker and bluffing type games, aggression is often rewarded. So if you, because I, I just because of the movie doesn't at some point someone's like, I think he's bluffing or maybe Batman even is like, I'm sorry, um, winged gentleman. <laughs> is, winged man. Is, uh, I'm the cloud 
water and the winged man won't get me. I think he says that he's bluffing. I think he... Well, and he ends up, what ends up happening is that neither one pushes the button, right? And then they, everyone lives. Yeah, everyone's fine. I wonder... Well, because Batman stops him. Who? I'm sorry. Winged gentleman. (laughs) The winged gentleman. The winged gentleman never shall catch me. I'm the clowner. But yeah, you're just... You're, you're, we're back where we started, where you can't, if you're going to, if you think they're bluffing, that's the other element of this. It's like, you're just assuming it's real. You're assuming the scenario is real and this is really going to happen. Whereas there is that possibility of this is a bluff to see what would happen. I know. It's it's also once, you know, it is, once you're dead, you're dead. So you are just trying to survive. I mean, what's the... You know, what's the end game here? If you die, you're dead. You mean because both boats will blow up if yeah. no one does anything? I question, uh, This is what I want to ask, too, because I think this is interesting. So we live in a world where there is a society that has all these rules and laws, and it's, it's arbitrary, right? Mm-hmm. We've set it up because that's how we feel we can most survive. Mm-hmm. Right. And so does it make someone be- a better person because they follow rules? Where someone does not? Yes, because the people that don't follow... It's not about not following rules. They're hurting most of the people on the prison boat, let's assume, did do crimes that hurt other people. They Because it's not... They're the worst of the worst. It's not that they robbed a bank or they had marijuana on them or whatever. It's like they murdered people. But so, like one of them is in there for just like possession of weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one guy. Weed. Yeah. Chad. <laughs> Chad and Chad is distraught that yeah, he's in the like, situation. Oh, he's like, now this? I just had a fat joint. <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> so, so they they their menaces to society. They they are creating. They're taking away from everyone else by being chaotic forces. In well, what society. if some of them have been reformed? Recuper, recuperated. Re, uh, what is it? Recuperated. That's yeah. not it. Recuperated. Uh, rehabilitated. rehabilitated. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, some of them might be, but that's the problem with it being a group thing. Is that some of them, some of them, definitively are bad people. They have been tried in a court of law. They have either confessed or you know they are bad people. Now, people on the civilian boat might be bad people too. But they're following the rules. But they're following the rules to an extent, most of them, and they haven't been legitimately, you are, you did something bad and you will pay for it. Now I ask you this, are you afraid that once you all decide to press that button, that one day you might find yourself on the other boat? Oh, Now that you're a murderer? You're talking karma. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, again, it's like I will go back to the very first thing I said, which is like I don't really want to push a button. I guess for me, in in talking in these circles, it's really easy for me to just go like, I don't want to push the button. And if they push the button, I have to be okay with that. And if nobody pushes the button, I have really, well, so then, sorry, now I've gotten myself into sort of a, <laughs> like a philosophical jam of well, what are the outcomes Right, I survive and I kill people. Mm-hmm. I die because somebody killed me, mm-hmm. or I die and they die because nobody did anything. Right. So yeah. inactivity is is not rewarded at all. Like nobody comes out of it. Right. So you're killing. You're by not doing anything. You're killing a lot of people on your boat. 
That's that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really find it difficult to not want to press the button from the civilian's POV. I guess too, like you can't know this stuff. But how is the boat going to blow up? Or is the there boat any will chance- blow up because at the bottom of the boat, the clowner has placed multiple devices that shall shoot up. And there's, bl- so there's zero chance of survival, clown. No this chance is- of survival, says me, the clowner. This boat, the, the amount of explosives on this one boat would blow up ten boats. Ten boats or more. Okay, so this stop is, helping the clowner. Serious- You're giving her ideas. No, no, no. But I just want to be clear. There's no chance that I'm going to do some sort of action movie dive as the explosion happens. No, and, the clowner the- forbids it. Oh, oh. oh. It's not even just that I could physically possibly do it. It's more just those are the rules. Get off my up. cape. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize I was standing on it. That's my fault. The clowner has no time for your stupid rules. Great cape, though, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. The clowner takes pride in his appearance. How are you getting off the boat, by the way? I'll fly. Oh, you can fly. Oh, my God. I had no Wait, idea. are the clowner and the winged man the same person? <laughs> no, the clowner has no beef with them i have a what what do you profit how do you profit from this how do you the clowner owns many stocks tell us a riddle clowner (laughs) wait i don't think the clowner is a well go ahead this riddle me that tell us a joke a fairy and a a Uh clowner has a joke for you sure how many people does it take to blow up a fairy how many all of them what Bye, oh, Clowner. Wow. Clowner really is flying. But uh, what a weird way to fly. There's a lot of leg thrusting, <laughs> yeah, which I did not expect. <laughs> yeah. Sort of like this like butterfly yoga thing in the air. I would have thought it would have been... Are you talking about the Clowner? Yeah, your know, flight technique here. is very bizarre. I it's just, all legs. It's so strange. And to she's the... holding a paddleboard. <laughs> but the way that you do it, I mean, you're in the air flying, something I can't do. The Clowner has no use for your stupid... Stupid ways of thinking. You're right. I am. I do apologize for my stupidity. The clowner asks if anyone here can give the clowner a ride to Staten Island. You can fly. Why do you need a ride? <laughs> the clowner laughs. Do you get tired? <laughs> the clowner. The clowner fools you. <laughs> I'm pushing the goddamn button yeah, at wanna, this point. Yeah, like the I'm clowner's just going to annoy me into pushing the button. So let's go through and say our final answers, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, Mark. This is the and there's you can't consult your priest because no. I've tried that and it doesn't work. You have to decide for yourself. Maria always says she wants to consult her priest and she'd let him decide what she does. <laughs> what a horrible idea that is! <laughs> no, I know. I just want to consult someone. You don't get to. You have to decide for yourself. Let's do the two of them. So one is you alone on the boat, and then one other person on the other boat, and then the other one is the whole boat. On the whole, with everyone on the one boat and all the prisoners on the other boat, I don't press the button. Not only because it's a lot of it, also is like no, I can't make a decision for everyone else on that. On but how do you vote? How do you vote? I say don't. I say you know what, guys, just don't press the button. Let's just chill. And then if it was one other person that was a bad person on the other boat, I and and I would get blown up if I didn't press the button, I'd probably press the button. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Can I ask this question? Sure. So the, the announcement clowner is, answers any question. You got it, clowner. Uh, clowner, I got a question for you. Please. Uh, 
When you announce this and then the timer, is there? there's a timer. A timer? Look, there is. Yeah, look at that. Oh, 59. Yoda. 59, 59. So I have 60 minutes. May I contact people? May I make phone calls? The clowner's is... taking all your phones. Oh, so I don't have a phone. No, I don't have any pockets. way to reach out. The, that that the cl- maybe does make... Hmm. I like that you not having your cell on you changes <laughs> No, but your... I honestly think... <laughs> yeah, I would, I would want to use it to tell people that i'm not going to push the button what do you mean like you you want your name to be saved so people don't think that you were the one not necessarily my name but just loved ones i would want to be like i'm on a boat it's gonna explode i'm not gonna make it i would like to say goodbye i see and you're but on a I, boat mark you're on a boat that's gonna explode where are you i gotta go <laughs> i have a lot of calls to make uh gina mark just called me and he's on a boat that's about to explode that guy's a clown <laughs> The clown? Did I hear a clown? Oh, God, you're back no, again. It's the you're clown. everywhere. You can't say clowner three times. I don't want to push the button, and I don't think I will. I just don't. I, I... Even on the, you're, you are on it alone, and the bad person's on the other boat alone, would you push the button then? It's tough. It's really, I don't think I would do it. But I know, like, I know that means my death. You know, so that's hard. That's a hard thing to say, like, yeah, go ahead and kill me, right? Like, that's very hard to say. Right. But it's, I don't... I know. I just think karmically, I just think you probably... You shouldn't kill people. I know. I agree. In the plainest sense, I just think... Even if it's in self-defense of your own life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of think you shouldn't kill people just as a general overall rule. I agree, but... And morally, I think, you know, in a void... That the right thing to do is no one presses the button. Mm-hmm. But for me, as a woman, mm-hmm. I'm assuming maybe a mother. Maybe there are children on this boat. Yeah, there I'm are. pressing the goddamn button. That's an interesting thing to think about. There's no kids on the other boat. No. Unless the unless kid criminals on the boat. No, it's all kid criminals. Juveniles. It's the kid criminal Let's tour. Push the button. <laughs> yeah, those I honestly I've Almost no, that adds actually that adds an interesting element. I to just it. know that myself, I, my instinct would just be to like protect who I'm with, and this is interesting as well because, you know, um, I mean, it's getting a little serious, but with like the whole school shootings that are going on, um, people's instincts are to protect the group that they're with. People aren't running out to stop the shooter, and if like you know, like the teachers are locking the door mm-hmm. and cowering with who they're with, like yeah. that's kind of just a really natural instinct is to want to save the people whose faces you can see and then when you add the prisoner element like i mean i don't know well you 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 brought up a thing for me that makes me wonder we haven't really explored this i know you're probably trying to wrap it up but what if there is one prisoner and the group of civilians Mm -hmm. and what if there are the group of prisoners and one civilian do you feel comfortable being the civilian who's like, I will blow up 500 no. prisoners? See, I think that is somehow, that's different because I, yeah, I think I I wouldn't. Blow if you're them on up. a boat with 500 civilians and there's one nasty man. Blow him up. Yeah. So, okay, how about, like, at what point does that line get delineated? I know, that's what ten, you always wonder. 10 prisoners, 500 civilians, 10 prisoners. I think prisoners. the thing to recognize is never get on a boat without a kid around. Because then you give yourself an out. The kid really is going to shade. Yeah, then opinions. it's like no, no, no. There's a kid on the boat. We gotta blow up the other yeah. boat. I know. I I think that that's what I would have to do. But I don't necessarily think it is the right thing. But I think that's what my 
maternal I, instincts would have me as much as I'm like don't push the button don't push the button I feel like I would be able to live with the decision if I were like you know what I panicked and I pushed the button yeah I, think I just so wanted too. to yeah. live now thinking about it, if it is full of where if there are kids and families on my boat then yes I find it a little easier to, to press yeah. that button I might do something where it's like oops I set my purse down on the button <laughs> Or like I trip, I trip and fall. Hey, where's my purse? It's been on this button for the last 20 (laughs) minutes. That boat's been blown up. But we're fully aware of the clownster's ways, right? The clownster is the clowner to you. Sorry, clowner. I do have another follow-up question. I just have a ton of questions for you. Please, the clowner knows. What guarantee do I have that if I push this button, that boat blows up? No guarantee at all. So no guarantee. It could blow. It'd be, it could be rigged and blow up your own boat. Correct. You're dealing with a maniac, so that is something to consider. Any any time, like all the stuff I've listened to that you guys done with the big ones, I'm always like, it's there's genie wish stuff here where it's like, how do you have the guarantee that it is gonna? It's it's never cut and dry in these situations. It's no, but so you still true. gotta make the choice because you don't know. You just don't know. I feel like morally. Despite the consequences, not inactivity is probably the best thing to do. Yeah. I just do. I don't know if I agree with that. I because do that want to is... live. I don't want to die. Right. But I also don't. Uh, it's hard. It, that, this is a tough one. Yeah. We know, Mark. That's we why know. we call these the, the big, big ones. ones. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, move on to our um, dear big ones. Dear big ones. First time we're saying that. Wow. It feels good, doesn't it? The bridge. Should I read this without playing? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Maria and Amanda. Okay, guys, you're going to have to say Dear the Big Ones from now on. Dear Big, yeah, Dear Big Ones. Love the podcast. Um, Anyway, my dilemma. I currently live and work with my partner, but I know that I want to end it. He's great, but we just want different things from life. We are both really busy right now. His job is crazy this time of year, and I just got a big promotion, which is a lot to take on in the short term. He has a long holiday planned for June, July, and then our lease ends in August. My question is, is it wrong to stay in the relationship a little longer, one to two months, even though I know it's definitely over for me? If I wait another month or two, he will have less stress at work, and the financial cost of moving will take less of his savings for his trip. Also, he would have the trip to look forward to and less of seeing me around the office while things are really fresh. I know it's a little dishonest, but this is going to be really hard on him. If it means things are even a little easier in the long run, does that make it okay? Help! Love, listener. I don't think I should say their name. Wow. Mark, what are your initial thoughts? My initial thoughts are when it's matters of the heart, you you have to just do it. Oh, you I, thought cannot, you're gonna I thought you were going to rhyme. When it's matters of the heart. heart you just got to fart. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's very, it's a tough situation, but I think the best in a perfect world, you just do it now. You get it over with now. I just don't think. Is that hurting the other person, though, even more by doing it at I a maybe, time that's um, will not, you know, well, will make their life harder even more than it would in a couple months? I guess I feel like the no matter if it's a good thing or a bad thing, if there is a thing you feel you are not ready for and you should do it at a better time, oftentimes the better time does not arrive. Yeah, you're right. And it's always going to be hard. It's always going to be hard on that person. It Honestly, the circumstance isn't going to 
affect it one way or the other. And they would probably want to know, you know, when we first read this, we got this um, email maybe a month ago or something. Mm -hmm. And my instinct was, yeah, definitely wait. Like it's, you know, you guys are busy, you know, but that person is going to sense that something's wrong. And maybe, or maybe that's why she doesn't feel that she wants to be in the relationship anymore because he's he or she is not paying attention. I maybe don't fully understand the scenario. So it is a, it is two people who live together mm-hmm. and work together. Seems so. And their lease ends in a few months. Yes. So that is a natural out if you were to say, oh, hey, and by the way, when we look for new places, I'm going to look for my own because this is over. Right? Well, I wouldn't say it like that. No, but then as far as work goes, she just got a promotion. She got a promotion at the same job he has. I, I'm this not, is not the part 100% where... clear, but I think he's got some sort of trip planned. So it's like he would, she'd break up with him. They'd be out of their lease and he'd get to go on this trip is what it seems like right. to me. So instead, you know, she thinks he would like to go on the trip. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's a hard one because you do think like you doing it now is for you in a way. It's so that you don't feel any guilt about going on for another couple weeks or a couple months and lying to your partner. But then again, is lying to your partner for the next couple weeks or next month better for your partner in the long run? Well, I think in a, in a very cold-hearted way, you just sort of have to do some cost analysis. Mm-hmm. You have to look at, you know, e- each option has cost. So you have to sort of go, well, I can either live a lie mm-hmm. and not, you know, like be in this relationship that I do not want to be in for the convenience of being able to go to work and, you know, not have to pay financially to like get out of a lease. Cause ostensibly right. you would probably be like, we're splitting up and I am leaving. So you right. would need to figure out the financial ramifications. There's also like social, social and I'm sure like work politic issues that you would have to work mm-hmm. out. But punting that, down the road for me at this point in my life, I just would be like, I don't have time to like That's true. delay this just because yeah. of what we talked about and planned. And and while I think um, the instinct is correct, it, it's, a, it's a nice instinct to think you're making it easier on your partner. I would um, encourage you to ask yourself, are you really trying to absolve your own guilt a little bit? Because as putting yourself in your partner's situation, um, they would probably prefer you had just told them as soon as you knew. Yeah, right. and like the June July holiday thing, like that doesn't involve that only involves him. It doesn't involve her. Like, right. do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. They're, they're how does how are they? They're not taking a trip together. Right, I know. Uh, that's a little. Yeah, I think you know what? I think you just got to do it, and do, there's gonna, always going to be consequences. It's never going to be the right time, like you said, Mark. And it's like you know, things are going to keep happening in your life that are good and or bad, and there's always going to be a reason not to do it. So might as well just kind of nip it in the bud and and get on with your lives. Also, you know, to quote live, lightning crashes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and You're right. something really like a bolt could come out of the blue that complicates this matter even, even more. more what if yeah. honestly what if you get pregnant see see yeah what if Do you see now you are you're humping around but it's a lie because you're just doing it out of habit and yeah, yeah. you get pregnant now i know what? now what 
Okay, so... The clowner thinks you should stay. <laughs> the clowner wants you to stay. No clowner. Oh, clowner. <laughs> I'm blowing you up. <laughs> like a balloon. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I'd say, you know what? It's all going to work out. It may be hard for a little bit, but you'll be stronger in the end. Also, too, full disclosure, I hate giving advice like this. You Because I always feel like... What the hell do I know? Honestly, I yeah. It, I, I want a, a friend of mine. Actually, there was a time in my life where I needed some advice about something, and my friend said, "I'm here to support you, however you want to make your choice, and like I will be here to pick up the pieces and help mm-hmm. with the aftermath. But I'm not telling you what to do because you already know what to do." Wow, that's and a I good I really was like, he's like, maybe you need to spend some time just sort of really concentrating on it and thinking about it and focusing on it. And but, then you'll be two months later, and it'll be right when you want to do it. <laughs> but he really yeah. was right. You know, it, it, it is ultimately my decision. It's an, it's an individual's decision yeah, to say, absolutely. I want to make this choice, and I know it maybe doesn't make sense on paper or when I send a letter to a podcast. Like, yeah. saying it out loud, it makes sense. But then suddenly you sort of go like, nah. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know her situation completely. We're just kind of given our thoughts on, you know, just in, mentally kind of where we see it, but we're not in it. We don't feel it, you know? And, yeah. And so all we can do is kind of give these third party ideas of what maybe we do or the pros and cons, but you do what you need to and, do. And also it's kind of comparing apples and oranges in a way. I mean, I wouldn't say that one of those options is immoral at all. I mean, I think her heart is in the right place either way how she chooses to do it you know it's going to be hurtful and messy no matter what so there is a third option for me that is a total joke but i also there's some truth in it where it's like or just start having affairs like blow up your shit like blow it all up (laughs) well that's what a lot of people would do right like the hardest thing to do i think when it comes to relationship stuff is to just be really honest and be like i'm not happy and i need to go and we need to split up it's like yeah oh no yeah I go think have that's an affair brave. like go have some fun with it i don't know about i that's I don't bad know. advice that's bad mark advice. that's, that's bad. Advice. I mean, you were right your instinct was right that you should not be giving advice <laughs> it'd be fun for like a week though right i, I guess but just your... break up with them and then go have a bunch of that's relationships yeah. know yes. your partner's character too like if your partner is someone who cannot handle stress or criticism or anything new coming at them then you know that this might break them and but if that's either way it's either i know way. but if it's got to do with his job like if if by doing yeah. this he's gonna start slacking at his job then th- that's what, not on her i guess i guess but do you have you know as knowing this person do you have a obligation to make this as easy as possible on them that's a bad the the whole working with someone you're in a relationship with uh, that is hard. That's a tough corner to paint yourself into. I know, and your lives are so intertwined. Just don't go getting with someone else at that same job because that's going to really n- n- be no good. Give it some space. Yeah. yeah, go to the the place next door. <laughs> <laughs> your local coffee shop. Yeah, go to your local coffee shop. Um, I've loved this discussion. It's every time it hurts my brain mm-hmm. so hard thinking about these things. That's a good thing, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think I'm fine tuning my moral muscles. See, the more we do it, I feel the less I, the more I feel like I'm, I just need to stand back 
toward, you know, against a wall and just go, whatever happens, happens. Because it hurts my brain so much to think about all the nuances. The hardest part about this is the the uh, fly on the wall aspect of it, where we're not actually making these decisions. We're speculating about what we would actually do, but there's no, like, I don't know, when the rubber meets the road, you might have a little different feel about it. Yeah. Absolutely. I think know? it's just more, we're, we're talking more morally, not... And they're hypothetical. So I think, you know, obviously when you're in a situation, there's so many other things at play. But if you have this kind of moral muscle that's been worked out, maybe it influences your decisions, even if your adrenaline is kicking in like crazy. I don't know. But you can't change your own nature. So don't even try, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So before we end, we just want to quickly point out that we are now members of the Patreon community. Yes. And Mark, you, you've been on Patreon ever? Do you know what the Patreon is? I, I am a donor to a couple of things on Patreon. Oh, oh that's, that's nice. nice. Yeah. So we have uh, a couple great uh, things on there that if we get up to $250 a month, we'll put out a new... Um, private episode just for our patreon listeners per month um and then that goes up to two episodes if it's 500 a month and then a thousand if it's um if we get a thousand then we'll put out four new episodes per month and only for patreon listeners yeah and we might sprinkle in some other little fun stuff in there too if you have anything um, yeah maybe a direct email address where you can where we can do just your emails um yeah, you know. yeah, well, we're gonna figure it all out. But check out our Patreon page. Right now, I think we're at twenty four dollars. Hey, that's, that's and that's good. not nothing. That's I did the math, and and you know that's um what is that twelve dollars each? Oh, I didn't do that math. I was <laughs> yeah, you got to divide it in half. Well, look, I will tell you when Matt and Jeremy and Jeff and I were doing Super Ego back twelve years ago. Tomorrow, I guess this comes out on the first, right? So that'll be the oh, twelve wow. year anniversary of really? Super Ego. Wow. Out. Yeah, we started it March 2006, and the wow. episode came out on the 1st. But we always were like, what? How? It just seemed like eventually we started having conversations about how we could make money, and it's like, Patreon was not a thing. Yeah. I wonder what it would have done for us. I really, it's exciting to hear that you guys are yeah. doing it, and we yeah. were always trying to think of, you know, let's do all these different, like, uh, bonus things, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. like the incentives are you know you guys are awesome and you'll think of all kinds of fun stuff yeah, if you, for and people but. if you guys want to send in on uh email us your ideas for maybe what could be some cool little bonuses for yeah it. and it yeah, does it like, and we don't have to continue going up to like and if two thousand dollars we can go like if 275 we'll do this you know right if, it's if a for three hundred dollars you will boat up, blow up a commuter ferry right oh if, yes 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 the clowner would love that <laughs> well maybe the clowner needs a spinoff yeah, yeah the, the clowner, clowner should do the clowner and the wing gentlemen i have a feeling the clowner is gonna be making more appearances on the Um, big ones but we love doing this podcast yeah and we love it also i feel like the more you guys email us and engage with us it makes us feel like we're not just screaming into a void so it's nice to know (laughs) there are listeners and tell your friends um so mark where can people find you you can find me on twitter i'm on i'm on instagram too just my name at mark mcconville it's not that exciting at the moment but i always try to put stuff out and then pistol shrimps is coming back Pistol Shrimps Radio. That's right. We, uh, I think the new season begins in April. And we're planning on being there. We will be there to call the games, call the action, call the basketball satisfaction. That's great. That's about it, I think, 
plan wise. There's probably some other stuff coming down the road, but the, they'll check it out on your Twitter. They'll see you'll post it on Twitter, and, and I'll make go, some dumb joke, and then they'll be like, "Well, who's this guy?" But that's how it works. That's people. how it works. That's Twitter, baby. Uh, and of course, you can email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear your dear big ones, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> or if you have a big big one. Uh, and then you can tweet us at the Big Ones Pod on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you saw our poll we did yesterday, but it shocked me to my core. What? What? The results. Over? I did not know people disliked the breakup as much as they did. Well, it's not the movie you want to watch over and over. That's true. The what was the question? Was, um, Satan's ex-wife visits you in a dream and tells you you can only watch one movie for the rest of your life. Oh, I'm back at Starbucks here. <laughs> and it's Crazy Stupid Love. The Breakup, The Talented Mr. Ripley, or Taken Two. Yeah. What's this? <laughs> I tried to put on the Meow Mix song, but I accidentally but played you put Lola. On Lola. <laughs> yeah, the shortest movie. I don't care what the content is. And then I would just watch TV. It's probably Taken Two. Well, guys, thank you so much, Mark. This has been fun. I hope we all learned something. I did. Oh, God. I mean, it was All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to The Big One. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.